Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. And it is our number two time on the Mark Hoke Show. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment on KDON 101.5 FM. And of course, all you crazy kids out there on that internet thing. Out there listening on the Odyssey app. We certainly do appreciate that too, wherever you are. And uh, we're looking forward to a terrific second hour. I wanted to thank Ricky Chino for joining us there. And taking time out from his busy Sunday in Cincinnati. So very happy to uh, have him on the show. And of course, uh, well, we got our gang in here now. We are loaded to the gills, kids. <laughs> yes, here sir. we go. We got the David Difference. Yay. From FSW, join us. We've got Brian Ronovich from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. Brian, hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Yeah, there you got to, yeah, whatever's in the throat, got to clear that out. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm home, so, Ooh. you know. It's all good. And, of course, one of the lords and overmasters of future stars of wrestling, may, Jonah. May, 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 may I yeah. do this intro? Oh, go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen. Give it a difference. L. Capitan, ah, Commandatore, ooh, the man, the myth, the legend, ladies and gentlemen, Joe DeFalco. There we go. Well, hopefully you guys can hear me this week because last <laughs> week I don't know what happened. <laughs> Listen, I, th- I think some demons stepped into your phone no. or whatever you were doing there. It was, yeah, it was- no difference. So I thought it might have been like, hey, the wife wrapped the headphone cords messed up, and I thought. Hey, maybe that's why they're not working, but nothing's changed. I went on today, and it seems like everything's working fine. So, All right. You know. Well, we're very happy to hear that. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, I, I, th- I still think that uh, David was uh, trying to sabotage my appearance. <laughs> Come on, man. This is an honor right here. Oh, my God. Well, well, we've got the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And, by the way, uh, just before we get really rolling here, next week's show – are you guys ready for this? I mean, we're we are jam packed. This is going to be an awesome show. Hour number one, the FSW No Limits Champion and United Wrestling Network World Champion. Poppy's coming, kids. Danny oh. Limelight is going to be on the show. That's my guy. So we are very excited to have Danny come in here and tear things apart. That's going to be fun. We'll see. We'll see if Danny can be nice to me for thirty seconds. He's going to be live. Yeah, we'll have him on the phone. But yeah, he's okay. yeah, but he's going to be live. So. Looking forward to that. So brace yourself on that one. Yeah. And, and then we're also going to have in the second hour uh, one of the great wrestling journalists out there who's just been all over the place, four-time Emmy winner, Chris Van Vliet is going to be joining us from LA, giving us a call. Nice, nice, nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. So Chris is going to be on the show. I got to meet him out at WrestleMania too. And uh, yeah, well, I'll tell you. That's a good-looking guy. Jeez. I mean, I, I felt so <laughs> ugly. That, that's not what I thought you were doing. I felt <laughs> so ugly standing next to that man. <laughs> and then I searched images, too. And oh, when man. I was getting something for the for the webpage, I'm like, yeah, there's an ab picture. Whatever, dude. Whatever. 
showing it off. Well, great, Chris. That's nice. That, you know, that's that's how I feel when I'm next to Joe DeFalco. <laughs> but, but if you haven't seen any of Chris's interviews uh, on his show Insight, it's a terrific show, and uh, you're really gonna you really enjoy it. Guys had over 250 million views on YouTube. So make sure you take a second and check that out. But, yeah, so Danny Limelight and Chris Van Vliet both on the show next week. And then two weeks from now, by the way, Nick Sanders is going to be in here. He's challenging for that FSW Heavyweight Championship, and he's going to be joining us on the big day. We'll find out if he's going to be the FSW Heavyweight Champion later that night. So Yes, it will be a day of reckoning. It is going to be a day of reckoning. So check that out. Of course, go to FSWVegas.com and see everything happening over there. Um, you know, I want to continue the discussion we were having a little bit about Cody Rhodes. And, of course, now he's into this feud with Brock Lesnar. And it's kind of funny. I, I saw some things pop up, and I and honestly, I don't believe him. But some people were saying that after Cody heard what they wanted to do at Backlash, that he wanted to get his release. Now, I am not buying that at all. At all. But I will say this, guys, and I want to get your input on this. God forbid, what if Cody loses to Brock Lesnar at at Backlash? I mean, this you you could kill Cody off in a hurry if he doesn't win this match. So, Joe, let me give you a shot at that first. What are your thoughts on this whole thing with Brock? Well, initially going in, I, I thought it was kind of weird because it seemed like everything was okay for the Cody Rhodes story. And I just felt from because of the injury that they that they tried to hot shot everything to put Cody over. And putting him over, I really didn't think was the right move at the time. And then they didn't do it. But now everybody's in an uproar that they didn't do it. And it's like... There was really no build. Sure, there was some good promos back and forth with Heyman and Cody, but losing to Brock and then having him overcome and then winning, you know, the, the story is A to Z. And if you're at F or G, you know, there's a lot to go on. Just because a wrestler or just because a fan thinks that this should happen doesn't mean it has to happen. You know, I I have to deal with it every day, you know, with with our guys who have their opinions and their opinions don't mean anything. Every reason for what's happening now is, well, Vince McMahon's back. He changed everything. Well, nobody has a clue. That's what they want to believe because maybe it was the red herring that Cody was going to win at WrestleMania, and he didn't. And instead of having it as a two-month story, it goes back to being a nine-month story like it was supposed to be, but he was out for so long. And, you know, I'm going to believe that Cody is going to beat Brock Lesnar as he, you know, steps toward getting the title. And for a long time I was, hey, you know what, not splitting the belts. It's, It's one champion. But I did read about, you know, having the title for so long, yet it isn't like the old days with Hulk Hogan and, you know, Bruno Sammartino when I was a kid that, yeah, I I think we are at the point where they have to do something with Roman Reigns because it gets a little stale. You know, he's held the title for almost three years. 
And I don't agree that there should be two titles. That way they could keep moving it around. There should always be one champion. But I just think in this day and age that the belts should be moved around a little bit more. Well, and David, you know, I was thinking about that last night. And, you know, back in the day when you had guys like Hogan and San Martino and Backlund who were long-running champions, that, you know, I'm sure, you know, there were a lot of challengers to those titles. And a lot of them went down. And everybody, you know, you can say with Hogan, for example, oh, it would have been great to have Ted DiBiase win. It would have been great to have Jake Roberts win. Um, you know, and so on. And you, you go down that list, you know, Orndorff and so many of the people that went after the belt. But, you know, it, it didn't happen. And, you know, sometimes in this, I think in this situation, everybody wants the good guy to win. But sometimes the good guy doesn't win in real life. That's the way it goes, you know. Uh, you know, but but David, do you think that they? How long do you think this should keep going? Do you and do you agree with with Joe that Roman may be getting stale? Um, yeah, I mean it, it's going on a long time. So the question is, where is the story going? But I think that I mean you talk about the days of uh, Bruno and Hogan. Uh, I wasn't a Bruno guy, but Hulk Hogan definitely is. I mean, it was just different times, right? So I was a wide wide eyed kid, and I you know I didn't care. I just wanted them to keep winning and winning. Um, now we watch it through a different lens, right? So uh, we're always curious as to what's happening and uh, how's it going to unfold. But I'm sure they have this mapped out, right? It's like if you're reading a book and halfway through some disappointment happens, you know, the book's not over, right? So hopefully. But WrestleMania is that stage where you would have liked to see something change and transfer where they had that moment. But we didn't get that. So hopefully, you know, the story turns into something magical because I don't know right now. Yeah, well, I th- and I, I think you know, Brian. When we when we look at ev- what everybody's doing in WWE, it, it's it's one of those things where they've you know you're starting the season over. Like when WrestleMania comes around, you're starting almost starting a new season of a year of broadcasting and and storytelling. And you know, I just wonder. This was, I think, like what David said. This was just kind of a chapter in what happened at WrestleMania. And I think there's obviously something bigger to come. Everything I've read said they had planned for Cody to lose this match all along. So, you know, I, I think the big question is what's next. Yeah, I think that is the, obviously the question as far as, but it's the question we've been asking for a while, as far as Roman Reigns goes, he's, he's clearly the best. I think Joe made some really good points as far as, which is why it's always good to get the promoter side of it, the booker, you know, because it's, there was no build, but the moment was there. Like, Joe, when you, if you don't have time to build something, do you take advantage of the moment, though, where you just see it, you make the move, you say, yeah, I know we didn't have a long story here, but the moment is there. Do you, do you have to pivot sometimes? Yeah, you always have to do. There were times that I was sitting in the Silverton watching Jace Battle wrestle cutthroat Cody for the No Limits title and the crowd was so into Jace Battle at that moment and Cody was retaining the title and it was like man I wish I can like call an audible right now because right. The, the crowd will not be any hotter than if Jace wins today and we ended up having Jace win and it was pretty hot but the thing was, at that moment, and 
And unfortunately, you know, unless you do make that split decision move, you're generally going to kind of go with what you have planned. And, you know, we have ideas moving forward. Uh, an example was uh, last year or the year before with Matt Vandegriff and Damian Drake. Mm -hmm. And Matt Vandegriff uh, was getting ready to move to Florida. And they were pitching the breakup of the unguided and they wanted to do this steel cage match. And we really didn't have a lot of build for it. And I'm like, man, you know, we want to do three matches. But the problem is, I don't think, you know, a breakup and four weeks later, we're going to have the match. It turned out that it worked out really well. They wanted to do an Ironman match uh, for Matt's final match before he moved away. And that ended up being, you know, the first ever 60-minute Ironman match we had. And the crowd was into it the entire time. And they were right. And sometimes you have to decide if you're going to do it or not because it, it, it was a situation where out of the blue it was like, hey, this is what's happening, I'm leaving. And it's like, wow, now all of a sudden we got to do something. And, you know, there are times it's not going to work out. But, you know, you got to be true to your beliefs and think that this is the best way to, to do it. Right. You know, and with Cody – I can't tell you where they're going with it, but it sure seems like, to me, it's similar to, as we were talking about the other day at the show, with like Lex Luger and Yokozuna. Out of nowhere, he became the babyface. The 4th of July, he slammed Yokozuna. It was the Lex Express, and everybody was ready, and, and, and Lex Luger was going to win the championship at SummerSlam. And then all of a sudden, he wins by like a countout, and he's circling the ring and going nuts like he won the title. And it was like, whoa, wait a second. He didn't even win the title. He won by countout. Who cares? Yeah. And that was one of the flattest things I remember growing up when you expected something to happen and it didn't. And, you know, eventually they went down the road and Bret Hart ended up getting it instead of Lex Luger. And to me, that's still one of the weirdest moments in wrestling when you expected somebody to become the champion, they had all this build and then all of a sudden nothing. Yeah. And I think too, there's, there's always a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes as well that we don't know about, you know, for example, you know, Roman Reigns apparently wants to take some time off. Well, what, you know, when does he want to do that? What's the best time for that? If he wants to, you know, if he didn't want to go away yet and this thing thinking, well, maybe he wants to spend the, part of the summer with his kids, maybe that's the time to do it instead of doing it in April while the kids are still in school. You know, who knows what right, but haven't we heard about that for about a year and a half that, oh, part-time schedule, part-time right. schedule. Right. And the one shocking thing I saw was in his three-year reign, like I can't believe it's true. He's only had 18 title defenses in three years. Wow. Boy, yeah. Boy, I'm going to look that's that up. That's the number I heard, 18, and it was like, well – Bruno probably had a thousand. Yeah, Big, you know, he was wrestling every night, six right. times a week. Yeah, yeah. So not a thousand. It, well, it was probably. Yeah, he was probably ahead. he was probably going but, about eight, seven, eight times a week. Well, there right? was well, and it's well, like crazy. Go ahead, Brian. Well, no, I was going to say Bruno defended the title though sometimes on a monthly basis though too because he was doing uh, the Madison Square Garden title defenses. I think it was a little bit later in his reign, but he definitely wrestled a lot more 
than he had way more than eighteen. Needless to say, same with Hulk well, Hogan. Back in I the mean, day, they 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 had a monthly show in Philly, in Boston, in right. New York. So Bruno Sammartino was literally wrestling five or six days a week for six years, defending the title. Like I just can't believe that only six times a year Roman Reigns is defending yeah. the title. Yeah, that is pretty. Look crazy. that up, Brian. Will you? I am. Yeah, I'm, on it. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm. I'm looking it up right now. We're, we're, we're hearing Brian banging away on the typewriter trying yeah, to, trying to check a, that out. So I am doing it right now. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. We gotta. We gotta get a break in here, uh, real quick. But I uh, do also want to remind everybody. Hey, we got a big event coming up in Las Vegas in August. That is the Cauliflower Alley Club, fifty seventh annual reunion. Uh, event that it's going to be all sorts of terrific superstars down there from the past and present. Uh, you've got two terrific banquets there as well. Uh, that is going to be taking place August 28th through the 30th at the Plaza. And we would encourage everybody to get your membership. So that'll get you admission into, into things. And then of course there's other events you can go to as well. And we're going to be having all sorts of terrific events and awards and uh, Jody Malenko is getting an award. The nasty boys are going to be getting awards and, so many others. It's going to be a terrific time. So I want everybody to go to caulifloweralleyclub.org right now and go get your membership. It's 25 bucks for the year. You get the newsletters and all sorts of terrific stuff, and it's going to be awesome when you become a member. Plus, of course, the Cauliflower Alley Club supports people that have been in the wrestling industry who you know fall in some hard times. I mean, we all know things happen to people, and you know they're there to help some of the people that have entertained all of us through the years. So it's a chance for you to give back a little bit. So it's 25 bucks. So get on over there to caulifloweralleyclub.org right now. Buy your, you know, get your membership and then, you know, get your reunion tickets. And if you want to make an extra donation, feel free to do so as well. Once again, that is caulifloweralleyclub.org. All right, let's take that break. And when we come back, is WWE going to be losing a superstar? that no one would have expected to be leaving WWE. We're going to talk about that and so much more here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDON 101. So stick around. We will be right back. One oh one five FM KDON. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, let's bring it on back here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDON 101.5 FM. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. I am Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us today. We got Brian Ronovich, Joe DeFalco, and the David Difference all on the show today. It is jam-packed, to say the least. Okay, Mark, if I can step in here. Go ahead, fire away. <laughs> I looked up uh, cagematch.net is the source I'm using. I use it a lot for matches and find out who's defended the titles, et cetera, et cetera. So he defended just the Universal title 22 times before he beat Brock to unify the titles eight more counting that one it was seven more after so 29 title victories you could say what 27 28 title defenses because he won the title the first time so 28 title defenses 
according to cagematch.net. Wow. And that's, this rain. So that's three plus years. Yeah. Wow. Must and, and defending the title on house shows. He was on house shows two or three times a week. Okay. A lot of this, including 2022. So. Well, that's not, that's not bad. I mean, if he's been out there on house shows and stuff too. And it was stuff where he'd wrestle Drew McIntyre, you know, every single time for two weeks. Right. It's that kind of, you know, like the old days. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned Drew McIntyre because guys, Drew's contract is apparently being negotiated right now and is coming up pretty soon. And this was a very interesting story. I don't know if you saw this, but he has blacked out his Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So, uh, so Drew McIntyre has blacked out his Twitter profile and has removed all references of WWE as well. His most recent tweet remains his three waving hand emojis, which he put out after the triple threat match at WrestleMania. So here's a fun question. <laughs> uh, let's let's go to David first. Should Drew McIntyre bail out on WWE and uh, head for greener pastures or re-sign with WWE? Do you think it's even a possibility that he leaves? Um, well, what is greener pastures? We're talking about AEW exactly. or... Um, I think I think he's where he's supposed to be, but I mean, you also said contract negotiation. I mean, is that a negotiation move? You black it out and you know up to Annie when it comes to talking out your contract. I think that's the move. I don't know what he's upset about. I mean, I'm I'm not a Drew uh, McIntyre guy, so wherever he goes, I mean, I know Joe's big on him, but um, yeah, I, I it could just be a contract negotiation. Joe, what do you think? Well. Working with him just the one time, I thought he was a tremendous person and a great talent. Now, you said the word greener pastures. What's that? Uh, reteaming up with Rusev and sitting on the couch and watching AEW. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. They bring him in Maybe. for three months, and he puts over uh, Orange Cassidy. Right. So I, I don't know what people are talking about. Here is a guy who has been a multiple-time world champion. Uh, many people believe the best match on WrestleMania weekend was the three-way that included Drew. Now, can you be butthurt because you didn't get the opportunity, which I thought was the big deal, that he never got to be the champion in front of basically the crowds, and it seemed like Clash at the Castle, obviously, or any other time if somebody was going to dethrone uh, Roman Reigns, it looked like Drew McIntyre was on top of the mountain. And to be honest, I think the feud with Karrion Cross basically brought both people down. And it did nothing for either party. And then they rebuilt or tried to rebuild Drew by sticking him in a tag team with his longtime friend, enemy, frenemy, back and forth a hundred times, uh, Sheamus. And I think that's what lost a lot of momentum. And he he was kind of... Uh, in limbo over, you know, the last year or so. And I I think there's probably a great chance that that million-plus contract he's getting in WWE will suit some things, but he probably wants stuff in the contract. You know, Cody Rhodes walked in, and and he probably got things that he wanted. And I think Drew has earned that right, and I think once it's all said and done, uh, he'll be back in the fold. 
Yeah, I mean, I think of of all people that WWE really owes a debt of thanks to and should be taking very good care of. It's Drew after you know, bringing them through the pandemic as the champion and, and never getting that big moment in front of a crowd. I mean, that's such a huge sacrifice for him. And, you know, they say, well, being the world champion is pretty good. Yeah, but it's a, this was a much different ball game than getting to do well, it in front of a massive, massive crowds and, and getting that, that adulation that he, he definitely deserved. Well, if I, if I was going to negotiate and I was on WWE, I'm going to be like, Hey bro, you were the lowest drawing heavyweight champion we've ever had. So. <laughs> Zero attendance. Wow. That's right. Yeah. Oh. oh man. <laughs> it's on record. Right. You know, right. It, it, there's no denying that fact. Yeah. He drew less than diesel. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, so is, you, you is talk, his, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, sorry. Is Drew's contract up prior to the AEW show at Wembley? That is a very good question. Well, nobody <laughs> seems to know. Yeah. See, that's what I like. I agree with you guys. Like, to me, the greener pasture is WWE. So if he's gonna do anything to me, that's where he that to me would make the most sense to just stay at WWE. But that's gotta be, I would imagine if his contract would be up before that, there would be the big name. Obviously, I think you even mentioned it, Mark, before there's your, your kind of your name for AEW. Like that's, I would think that would be a, a reasonable possibility for that kind of show, you know, but that would well, if he were you know, to leave. If we were to leave, AEW has a different fan base, so I don't know if Drew McIntyre no. going to AEW is going to be like, oh, he just sold twenty three thousand more tickets. No, right. I'm just thinking of it as something like, could that be something that he could, you know, if there is a contract issue, like, well, hey, you guys, you know, you know, I mean, he's still a big name out there. I certainly think he would help the show overall, but. I don't think he would leave. I'm just throwing that out there as a possible, you know, never know. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, you mentioned that show. And, by the way, I just want to make sure that I got to mention this because I got a couple comments on YouTube uh, about what's going on over there with that Wembley show. So 45,000 people have signed up for the all-in presale. So that means – so the tickets – the presale takes place on March 2nd. So I just want to make sure that we're – totally correct on that that people have signed up for the pre-sale which means they're going to buy tickets when they come out so that's forty five thousand out of the 90 right there so not a not a bad start and uh also well, yeah that, that's better than i would have thought yeah and uh, and and you know one thing that uh, also got brought up on on youtube was mentioned was that well you know look it's it, they're going to be buying it for the brand they're not necessarily going to be buying it for who's there you know, it's the first time for them to come over and, you know, we're all just going to want to go see it. And, you know, and that makes sense, I think. So, you know, reasonable, reasonable information there. I'll, I will uh, give that to our British friends who are following us on YouTube. So thank you very much on that. I, hey, I, I got some quick breaking news. We made the uh, we made Wrestling Inc.'s uh, main page. Hey, nice Las Vegas independent promotion. Future stars of wrestling to stream exclusively on Fight Plus. So. Nice. Wanted, wanted to throw that out starting April 30th with Day of Reckoning. Making moves. Can we talk uh, real quick, Joe? You want to touch on uh, the, the fundraiser we're doing for that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
I, I got a call from the family of uh, one of our fans, uh, Gunnar Johansson. He's been coming to our show since he was probably like four or five years old, and uh, unfortunately, he got diagnosed with lymphoma. And uh, his stepmom uh, gave me a call the other day and was was asking if there was anything that we could possibly do to help raise funds. And we've done it in the past, and it's it seemed to have always worked out well. And we decided we were going to have a raffle uh, at our April 30th show, and all the proceeds are going to go uh, to the family. And I immediately uh, messaged uh, Carrie and Cross, who in the past at FSW – uh, used to train with some of the kids that, you know, they wanted to get involved and and Kevin would do stuff like that and Gunner was one of the kids. So we want to give away some merchandise, memorabilia, you know, talk to a few people and Kevin, you know, immediately is like, I'll send some stuff over, gave him the address. So we're looking to do that and, you know, anybody who wants to enter the raffle but can't be there, you know, you can hit us up at... Uh, FSW on the Future Stars of Wrestling Facebook page or anything like that, and we're selling the raffle tickets for like five bucks, three for ten, and like nine for twenty-five or something. And we've already gotten a few hundred dollars uh, donated uh, to the cause. So you know, I know he's starting treatment, and they're not sure yet. They're still doing the blood work to see. Uh, where he's at in the in in that situation, so we're wishing him the best. But you know, I, I posted some pictures. You know, he's got pictures with Kevin. You know, when he was you know seven years old, eight years old, and fast forward, I couldn't find the newest pictures, but I saw him at our anniversary show in 2021. And also I saw a picture uh, with him in Scorpio Sky that I put up, which was probably from about four or five years ago. So. You know, the thing about FSW, we've always been very into stuff with the community, whether it was the fundraisers and Thanksgiving and, and the food drives and, you know, the toy drives and the tight-knitness of the families that people be, people are lifelong friends because of FSW, which it, there's not really any other promotion around that can say that. So between friends and people getting married and having kids together to just the outpouring of, uh, of love from the fans is just, you know, tremendous. So, you know, if anybody's interested in, in, in donating, we're going to have we're having some good stuff. I hit up my guy Omar from the, uh, from the, from the Golden Knights, uh, and they do all the stuff there, ticket giveaways. We're going to give them away a four-pack for the anniversary show. So, uh, you know, we're really hoping to, you know, bring in huge numbers for this. There you yeah. go. Some That's a beautiful thing. That's the fam. So, so I'm throwing in a Hulk Hogan autograph belt for this one. and then Okay, I saw the belt. I didn't know if it was autographed because it looked like it was, but I didn't know who it was. Okay. Yeah, shadow box is nice. Like, come out, support. And then – Hundred percent of. We may have to auction that one out, brother. We may have to auction that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever you, what, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. Uh, let's raise that money for the fam, and then a hundred percent concessions and merch from that night, April thirtieth, is going to the cause, man. We uh, definitely looking out for uh, Gunner there, and hope you get well soon, man. All right, so let's support Gunner and make sure you get out to Day of Reckoning and go on uh, FSW's Facebook page and 
see everything going on. It's Future Stars of Wrestling, so make sure you check that premium out. Premium live event. It's a premium. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you are you going to start that crap? Really? <laughs> well, it is. It's, it's you know what other name can I call it? It's an FSW Arena Super Show. In reality, it's a casino show. How about but we're a, doing it at the arena? How so. about how about an extravaganza? Get extravaganza in there. When people hear extravaganza, you know, it just gets them going. They're like, ooh, it's an extravaganza. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, man. Yeah, there you go. The Mark Hoke extravaganza. Yeah. Every Sunday. (laughs) That's what we do here. All (laughs) right. Hey, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take our last break? We'll get that finished out, and we will uh, discuss a return on AEW Dynamite and uh, maybe get into Joe's thoughts and the rest of the gang on CM Punk, what's going on with the punk man? Is he going to be coming back? What's up with that? So let's take a break and stick around for more on the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment on 101.5 FN. K-Dawn, we are very happy to have you with us today and giving a little time on your Sunday to hear some pro wrestling. And, of course, don't forget to listen to us on that Odyssey app, too, wherever you are. And if you missed the show, MarkHokeShow.podbean.com for those podcasts. There's also a rewind feature on Odyssey, too. We'll be right back. Get ready for one of the most exciting and interactive events on the pro wrestling calendar. The 57th Annual Cauliflower Alley Club Reunion at the Plaza in Las Vegas. Meet some of your all-time professional wrestling favorites. Check out the wrestling memorabilia. Participate in terrific seminars and star-studded events, including Tuesday and Wednesday night CAC Awards and dinner nights. Visit caulifloweralleyclub.org and get your tickets and membership today. That's caulifloweralleyclub.org. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets, for lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. 101.5 FM KDON. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. And we are back for our final segment of the show. Very happy to have you joining us here on The Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And apparently a lot of you are listening to the show, and we really do appreciate that. As the ratings just keep going through the roof, guys. It's pretty exciting. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. The David Difference, Brian Ronovich, Joe DeFalco on the show right now. And by the way, before we get into some other stuff tonight, don't forget Impact Rebellion has their pay-per-view this evening. And this is a pretty loaded card. And you're going to see two new world champions for sure get crowned because, of course, Josh Alexander had 
had that triceps injury, he had to vacate the Impact World title. So that's going to be Steve Mackle against Kushida tonight. So that should be a lot of fun. And Mickey James also had to vacate the Impact Women's cha- uh, Knockouts Championship. So it's going to be Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo hooking it up for the women's title. So that's going to be a terrific match. And they're just amazing matches all the way down this card. So we'd uh, love to recommend to you to check that out tonight and you know hop on impactwrestling.com and sign up. And by the way, if you want to place your bets on this, you can do that. Believe it or not, that's right. You can bet on wrestling. All I need you to do is go to markhokeshow.com and click on the banners for betonline.ag and sign up for your uh, betting account there. Use that BOL1000 code, and you will get a 50% matching bonus up to $1,000, which means if you put 1000 in your account, you get 500 bucks on top of it. Guys, I'm handing each of you $500 right now. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that sweet? Right, because uh, you needed the fans to call 1-800-JOE-WINS because I do have two wrestlers on Impact, so I might have some inside information. <laughs> ah, there you go. There you go. So, yeah, but that's going to be a great card tonight. But uh, seriously, go bet on – go, go, but you got to go to MarkHokeShow.com first, use our link, and then uh, yeah, you can bet on all those matches on Impact tonight and any others coming up in the future. It's a pretty cool site, so – Check it out. And, of course, you can bet on all the other sports there, too, and entertainment and all sorts of crazy stuff. All right. Check that out. You yeah. guys remember the uh, hotline? Of the WCW hotline? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to always want to call that thing, but I was never allowed to. Mean Gene. It was the Mean Gene the right, right. hotline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had the latest scoops. Yes, he did. Many, yep. a, many a scoop for Mean Gene. Now we, I, know. You know, I got a scoop. You know, look at Impact. And check out the uh, Impact Tag Team Champions. And there's a rumor that they may be in Vegas uh, sometime in June. So Awesome. Okay. okay. That, that would be very cool. See, uh, see, the, see the boys coming in there. Um, yeah, Bullet Club would be fun. Uh, Chris Bay and the gang. Um, now, Jeff Hardy has made his return, guys. There you go. Yeah, thanks. Wow. The, no, that, the big that, that's big news. It's big news, <laughs> the man. Big... Jeff Hardy is is a legend. Yeah, but Jeff Hardy is back. And, uh, of course, if you didn't know what happened to Jeff, uh, Jeff had gotten a, a little bit of a DUI. It was not good. His third DUI and was sentenced uh, just a few weeks ago. 38 days in jail, which he got credit for. He'd already been in there. Two years probation. $4,586 in fines and court fees, 10-year suspension of his license, mm. two years with an interlock device, and a 90-day vehicle impoundment, court-mandated court DUI school or drug rehab program, mm. and community service. Since <sighs> 2023, there's a thing called Uber. Yeah. Man. Yes. Yeah, he makes enough money for that. <laughs> you would think. Well, and, did if you he, think, and if he doesn't, Matt Matt could fit the bill. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you did you say 10 years suspended license? That's what I said. Ooh. So Ooh. so Jeff or Jeff made it back on Wednesday night and wrestled. And you know, a lot of people are kind of criticizing the Hardys and AEW for having him wrestle. Uh, what do you let, let me let me start with you, Brian. Your thoughts on Jeff Hardy coming back? Is it a good idea, or she should he have just said, you know what, I'm done, and you know, pull, you know, make sure his life's back together? Man, you know that's obviously 
completely personal decision. It's, uh, you can't argue with somebody who wants to wrestle. I imagine, you know, he has a contract, so I don't know if AEW wanted to make sure he honored the contract. I, I would think with the situation he's in, I would, I would want to wrestle because you, you don't want to sit at home and think about it. And, you know, what else is he going to do at this point? I mean, he, he makes good money. I don't know if, you know, if he was penalized or anything, if there's anything in his contract. I don't know if you guys know. But well, as far as if he has driver, any situation. So <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, and, and really, like, I, have, I don't have a lot of uh, empathy for guys that repeat offenders, especially when they make more than enough money to not have to drive. I, I think DUIs for people that, that are in that price, in that uh, earnings category, that tax bracket, there's no excuse for getting a DUI of any kind. None. Right. Really. Right. I mean, so, you talk about money, though, but addiction is a thing. Like, I, I know a lot oh, of people. Oh, I understand. You know, well, I haven't, I haven't drank in 16 years. Okay. I completely understand it. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. my point. Right. Like, you know, I was very fortunate that I never got a DUI. I should have. If I'd been pulled over, I would have several times. So I'm speaking from that standpoint. Like, it's he, he at some point, the person that's in the situation has to make a decision. Yeah. And he makes enough money. He's been clean enough times. So, you know, he, at least that decision has to, you, you have to, other people have to help him in that. Like, there's just, there's a lot to it. There's just a lot to it. But when you make that much money, there's no reason you shouldn't be using a car service of some sort. Like a DUI is silly. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, uh, give like 30 seconds. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's amazing how people, you see it all over the place, and we we need to have empathy for this and that and the other thing. And it's like, so what's he supposed to do? Because he had a DUI, he's not supposed to have a job anymore? It's like, if he went to his rehab and he did what he was supposed to do, we're supposed to be uh, a good enough society yeah. to say, you know what, this guy deserves another chance. Even if it's his, his fourth chance. You know, it isn't, hey, three strikes and we're going to kill you through lethal injection because you didn't listen. That's not how the right. world works. So it's like you go out there and you get a job and you try to make a living. Exactly. Jeff Hardy's living is professional wrestling. And until he's ready to not do it, and he's probably making half a million to a million dollars mm -hmm. a year, he's not going to go find another job at Kinko's uh, to make that kind of money. And, that, and I'm not, you know, I understand. I'm not saying he, I have no problem with him wrestling. I actually think he should. I'm just talking about from the, you know, the DUI perspective as far as whether or not, you know, well, they, it's a, it's whether AEW those should keep warriors it. Warriors you know? probably mm -hmm. done enough things in their life that <laughs> haven't been scrutinized. Right. right. And yeah. they're making decisions because it's a celebrity. And it's pretty disappointing because. You know, that's why I hate Facebook and Twitter, but I have to be on it for, for my wrestling business. Right. <laughs> but going on there, it, 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 you just want to strangle people. Yeah. Well, another topic that came up this week, and this one's from the WWE rumor mill. David, I, I'm going to give you the first shot on this one. Okay. Money in the Bank's coming up. And guess who is the leading candidate, apparently, for winning the Money in the Bank ladder match? 
I'm going to take a shot in the dark, but I believe it's Eli, uh, what, what, L.A. Knight? L.A. Knight. Sean Ricker. Sean Ricker. Sean Ricker. That, that yeah. is correct. You know, um, I believe it. Here's the thing about Sean Ricker, like FSW, like, I mean, original. I always saw, I always wonder why he wasn't there like years ago, years ago. And Joe probably has more insight, but like he just had it, 100% it, mouthpiece, look, um, abilities in the ring. And I always wondered why he didn't make that move earlier. Joe, do you know, do you have any insight on uh, that? You know, I, he, he did. There were issues. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he rubbed uh, some of the people the wrong way, you know, in his eagerness to hopefully be seen and heard. Hmm. And that was his first downfall. But when he got that opportunity, uh, he knocked it out of the ballpark because he is that good on the microphone. He looks like a million bucks. The, the crowd wants to get behind it. You know, his has been truly organic that he was basically thrown in a feud because they needed somebody for Bray Wyatt to beat up. And at the end of the day, he outshone Bray Wyatt. That is right, very right. true. Yep. Yeah, so we'll and that's And that's what it is. It's like, you know, hey, a new face in, in WWE. It's like, well, he's 40 years old. He ain't that new. Right. You know, but it's like 40s, the new 30. So he's still got plenty of time to to yeah. blow up and 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 really make a statement. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Dang, that two hours. Yeah, went yeah, fast. Woo. Woo. Want to thank? Yeah, I, I feel like I've only been on an hour. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank Ricky Chino for coming on and uh, we'll look forward to hearing from him again in the future. And uh, of course, for the David difference, Joe DeFalco. And Brian Ronovich from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show, MarkHokeShow.com for all the news coming up. We've got a ton of great guests coming up next few weeks. It's some awesome stuff happening. And don't forget to download this podcast, MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com, and all your favorite podcast outlets. And, uh, and give us a subscription on YouTube, too. We'd certainly appreciate that. That's going to wrap it for the Mark Hoke Show. We'll see you next week, gang. Have a great day, Las Vegas. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at the Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.